it's still Christmas. It's Christmas uh, like entirely until the end of tomorrow because that's the baptism of the Lord. But then um, it's, you can leave your decorations up. You can still be in a kind of Christmassy place at least until the presentation of the Lord that's in early February, okay? But today we celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany, which as we know, this is when the Magi come from the East and offer to Jesus gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What's significant about this today, though, is that these are the first Jew, the first non-Jews, the first Gentiles, those who don't belong to the chosen people of God, to meet the Savior, Jesus. This is the whole point of the distinctiveness of God's people in the Old Testament. They suffer for it in a lot of ways, but God's people, Israel, that he has called together from Abraham, he chooses them, he sets them apart, they're different for everyone else, for the salvation of the whole world. I said this to some high schoolers one time, and they were just shocked, and I didn't realize it was such a shocking thing. But I explained to them, you know, the goal of the church, part of the mission of the church, is the union of all of humanity to bring peace to the world in Jesus. Not only does the church say our task, our job, is to unite the entire world, all of humanity, every different nation and race and language and culture, but they say, because everybody wants peace on earth, the church says also that we have the solution, the one solution, and that is Jesus. This is why we don't just call ourselves the Christian church, but that from a very, very early time in our history, we call this, this the Catholic church. Catholic means universal, not particular, not local, it means the whole world. We say the Catholic Church is Catholic because it has the whole truth, the whole means of salvation for every person on earth. This is what defines the Catholic Church. It's what, what's in its very name, that this is the place for every single person. So it, gives, it brings us to this fundamental conviction. Maybe you could say this is like the, the conviction of epiphany, that there is not a single person who does not belong or who is out of place in the Catholic Church. This kind of conviction, the way that the Lord has made, created the church to be unique but for the whole world, it changes how we see a lot of things, like how we see success or failure or potential. Simply to have a parish and a bishop in a place like we do in Grand Rapids, this is an incredible thing, an incredible success that took thousands of years of work and the blood and sweat and effort of hundreds and thousands of people before us. Isn't it strange that in this, if, if Jerusalem is the source, isn't it strange that in this remote, remote part of the world that no one knew existed, no one in the scriptures knew existed at the time of Jesus' birth, that the church has come here. It lives here and makes saints here. This is, we, we say this is a great success, incredible. Also, this conviction that we're talking about, it gives us a sense of failure too when people leave the church or when there are places or people that are untouched by the church who've never heard the gospel, never, never received the good news. But it also gives us a sense of potential because like I said, our, our mission field is every single person. 
It isn't like the ones that we like or that are like us or, or the, even the ones that like speak our language or something like that. Every single person you meet, the church is for them. This conviction that we have, it gives us a new sense of like what's painful to us. If the church is Catholic and it's for the whole world, then division and the fracturing of the church wears on us. There's Catholics and there's Orthodox and there's Protestants and this is a tragedy. Because it's supposed to be the union of all of humanity. But when the church itself is separated, is, is fractured, something terrible has happened. Also what hurts us is just anything that hinders the mission. Some of this stuff can be attitudes like competition or an insecurity or territorialism that says don't, don't touch our stuff because we like it how it is. Another thing could just be indifference, you know. Just two examples of this. When, if somebody comes into St. Luke and they've never been here before and they meet with indifference in the vestibule, that's, that's like, it's something that hinders our mission to that person. But also if they come into church and <laughs> as they look around, it's, it's like, they look around and they say, these people don't seem to know the words. Or, um, or <laughs> they're just, if they see indifference then also in the pews during mass, that's also an obstacle for the mission. We're not good witnesses in that way. Of course, one huge obstacle I haven't mentioned yet is scandal from the misbehavior of the members of the church, and including those who are leaders. This conviction that we have that the church is for the whole world also gives us a new sense of what we love and what's important. It starts with knowing and being who we are, having a sense of identity. We have to be unique if we're going to invite people into it. We have, to, we have to know who we are and not just kind of be like this vague, vague uh, sense of like good feeling or something. We know who we are. We know who we love. That is the Lord. We know what we believe. We know how we are to behave. We know where, where life and joy comes from. We know what's wrong. These sorts of things, they, they help us in our mission. We, we get excited about any, any opportunity, even the smallest one, to share the Lord, to share Jesus with others. Now you know that this past week, I was at SEEK with a bunch of students and the campus minister and the focus missionaries. I won't, I'm gonna do it. If you were at SEEK, could you raise your hand? So there are a few here, there are a few at the 8.30 Mass, there'll be some more at the 5 p.m. Mass, but there were about 50 students from here at Grand Valley and we went with the students also from Hope College, there were two buses of us. But SEEK is like this, I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard to describe, you're there in the, in the dome in St. Louis, there's 20,000 other people there, there's like 700 priests there. But the two things that I noticed most strongly at SEEK this year was that there was like this great relief, actually, like a freedom to be because when you're at Seek, everybody's on the same page. Like you, it's, it's like a restful home. Because wherever we are on our journey with the Lord, like we're all here for the same reason. We all, we all know what's important to us. But this relief and this home and this rest that we have there, like wouldn't it be great to just stay at Seek all the time? Maybe not, it was a little crowded, but... Like to be in a place like that, hey, that's wonderful and it's restorative, but it's for the sake of going out. Like we all have to leave Seek and go back home because the church does not exist for itself just to enjoy being itself. It's for the world. So 20,000 of us were there, but there are millions of others who don't know the Lord. I don't know what it's like for you to come to Sunday Mass. 
But Sunday Mass is supposed to be a little bit like Seek. It's supposed to be like a restful home where we profess our faith, where we worship the Lord, but we can like relax into it. We don't have to fight anymore while we're here. We get to rest and be at home, but we cannot just stay here because the church is for the whole world. So we rest and we're restored and filled and fed, but then we have to go. We have to go out because there are people who are as hungry as we have ever been and maybe hungrier, and you can bring them the Lord. I hope Sunday Mass is like that for you, like a restful time, something that, 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 like as we offer and give our whole selves to the Lord, that we're restored and filled with joy. There was, um, there were two cardinals that were there, Cardinal Dolan and then Cardinal Wilkie, who's from Germany. And he just said this in his homily. Now, Cardinal Wilkie was really funny because I, I think he had never celebrated Mass in English before. So he was doing very well, but some of his German accents came out at some point. So rather than saying, for example, invisible, he said invisible. <laughs> but he did a good job. But one thing that he said in his homily that has been sticking with me is just this, that some people understand, maybe, maybe they understand the church's mission better than we do, but they understand the church has a global mission, a universal and Catholic mission, but they misunderstand that they take it as a threat because... The only way they can understand it is that the church is here to control and to dominate. But he said, no, no. Because the church is the bringer of Jesus to the world, the church is the bringer of joy to the world.